0: social media some of us love it others hate it whatever side of the fence you're on if you're in business in 2018 you need to have some sort of presence
1: at least everyone now acknowledges you have to have social in your marketing strategy you just you have to have it i mean we How many times do you pick up the phone and you Google, you know, a product or whatever it is, we have to have it.
0: That's right. You heard her. That was Deb Evans from Deb Evans Consulting. In this episode, we're going to talk to Deb about the different facets of social media and as this channel relates to franchising in particular. So for those who shudder at the idea of having to use it as a marketing channel, rest assured, Dev shares some valuable tips on how to make it more manageable for you as a business owner. Are you a woman who's considered investing in a franchise or running one yourself? Are you searching for honest information to help you make the best decision for your future? Have you ever worried about whether the information you're finding has your best interests in mind? We're here to help. Welcome to Franchise Rising. I'm your host, Erin Carpenter. Let's get going. Welcome to the Franchise Rising podcast. This is the show where experts, franchisees, and franchisors share stories, strategies, and expert advice for women who want to own or invest in a franchise. The information on the show is not intended as an offer to sell or the solicitation of an offer to buy a franchise and is for Information purposes only. If you've been listening and enjoy the show, we'd love it if you spread the word. Tell a friend, subscribe, share it on your social media. We're pretty much everywhere at Franchise Rising. And don't hesitate to give us feedback about who we can bring on and how we can make the show better. Without further ado, let's transition to today's guest, Deb Evans. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Franchise Rising podcast. Today I am very excited to have a special guest. We have Deb Evans from Deb Evans Consulting. And then Deb is also a co-host on the Social Geek Radio. She brings years and years and experience to the franchise world, and I am just so honored to have her on the show. There's so much that she could talk about. Uh, For the purpose of this show, we're gonna be talking about social media, which is really one of her current sweet spots. Um, yeah, And before we dive in, Deb, will you tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself, your
1: background? Sure. Okay. Years and years. Yeah, I'm, I've got years and years. So um, I entered the world of franchising in 1996, years ago, as uh, actually a franchise employee. And then within the year, I was um, given the opportunity to purchase the franchise, which I did, became a multi-unit franchisee in the Philadelphia and the New Jersey area. 2004, moved to Texas to serve the role as franchise president. So franchisee, employee franchisee, and then franchise president. Um, in that role, that's where I started getting really excited about social media because it came a time where my marketing budget was cut um, and franchisees need marketing. You know, you've got to build your brand awareness for, you know, franchise development as well as franchisees uh, for their customer relationships. So I started dabbling with social media and because it was free. It was just a learning experience, um, but we really started implementing social media into what the franchisees were doing as well as the franchise system. Uh, so I did that for several years, started talking to other franchisors about social media, did social media consulting and why I left the brand and then started my own consulting. And my focus really is social media. I just, I love everything social. And I bet you hear and on, I'm testing new features on LinkedIn and it's like, oh, I got to test this really quick before I meet with Aaron. It's like, I just, you know, with the, the bling, I love it.
0: There's always something new in this digital world and especially in social media. And I bet you hear every single one of your clients say that, that they just love social media, right, Deb?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> no. There's still, it it amazes me when I first started talking about this at IFA conventions and, you know, you're looking at the audience and they're looking at you like what Facebook LinkedIn video, you know, deer in the headlights, not going to do it. Don't need it. We still have some of that, but at least now clients and whether they're franchisees or business um, owners or franchisors, at least everyone now acknowledges you have to have social in your marketing strategy you just you have to have it i mean we how many times do you pick up the phone and you google you know a product or whatever it is we have to have it so the trick today is making them comfortable doing it will every client that you even even your podcast um guest will everyone want to do a video no 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 it's frightening so there are Elements of social that somebody can find in their comfort zone and be able to implement that strategy. Right. Can we just
0: start and talk a little bit more about this why? About absolutely why you need it. And, and, I, and I understand, I mean, I understand it's everywhere, people are Googling everything. Do you see a noticeable difference? I mean, literally from a business perspective, between the brands. the franchisees who are not active and those that aren't because if i'm putting myself in a business owner's shoes someone who's not very active i think who really wants to spend their time spending hours sifting through twitter and instagram i'm not on that my customers are not on that you know and and in some cases they know they are and they aren't but can we just dig a little bit deeper into that why and how it really will directly impact that business
1: right so you watch the news every night how mm-hmm. often do you hear your weatherman or even the journalist on the news say follow me on Twitter like me on Facebook I mean it is part of our world and but not every business owner has to embrace it and do it themselves and that's when you know you can outsource that but we as consumers we use the internet we use the internet for searching we use the internet you know whether you're trying to figure out how to tie your shoelaces or you're looking for that perfect product, you know, to, for your laundry or whatever or that restaurant to go to. It's, it's all on the internet. Do we, I don't even get a yellow pages anymore. I mean, phone book. Yeah. Yes. Search yeah. on your phone and uh, newspapers. So many people don't subscribe. I feel badly, but they don't subscribe to the local newspapers anymore because there's local Facebook groups or local news and you can, you find everything, you know, on that mobile device that we all love and hate. It's all right there at our fingertips. And if you're a franchisor looking for franchisees, they're searching for that opportunity on the internet. So you've got to be present. And the franchising, one part of your question was, you know, do I see franchisors or franchisees that are not participating? You know, has it hurt their business? Absolutely. They're yeah. not getting the lead flow that they should be getting because they don't have a strong presence. And even with the franchise brands where the franchisor is present, if they don't drill it down to the franchisee local level and build that brand awareness of that brand, you're still wondering well, what is that? You know, who, who are they and how can they help me? Um, so the why, it's just, <laughs> you've got yeah. to do it. It's the how that gets a little complicated for the users.
0: Yeah, and and Deb, all of what you're saying about people using the internet for everything, that ties into what we talk about a lot at at our agency. Uh, So I also run an agency, Hidden Peak Interactive, and we talk about how buyer behavior genuinely has changed. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And the way we do our homework and make our buying decisions is largely done on our own through our own self-education and self-research, and social media is just part of that umbrella, really, and, and involved in building trust. and Do I want to buy from this company,
1: or do I want to work with this brand, or
0: whatnot? Okay, great. Absolutely. That's-
1: well, even when, you know, this uh, past weekend, I was with my grandson, and we were it's like, okay, what do you want for for lunch? And he said, ah, oh, I'm really hungry for the mics. And it's like, okay, cool. But I'm in his community. I don't know where Jersey Mike's is, and the first thing he says, he's seven. First thing he says, "Gigi, just look it up on your Google Maps. You can, I, you know, I, we can get you there." It's like, I mean, he's seven. He even he knows these. Just, just look it up yeah. on your Google Maps, and and we'll find it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow. All right. So let's so let's talk about me as a perspective. Franchise candidate. I'm looking to buy one or I might even be involved in one and I and I have some trepidations around this idea of social media What should I be thinking about in my uh, in my process and in that? Engagement process with a brand or just searching for who what kind of brands I want to work with That involves social media because do all brands handle it the same in terms of what they expect you to do Because especially if I'm nervous, I need to know what I can outsource and what I can't
1: right Right, so to I think the first part of your question was as a prospect. Yes. You know, if you're a prospect looking for a franchise opportunity, certainly you're going to search. You know, what it is you're interested in: food, cooking, you know, whatever it might be, cleaning. Um, so you look for that. You find that brand. So you're going to search that brand and try to learn as much as you can about that franchise brand. And then you're going to dig a little deeper when you go to the franchise brand page and you see about us. Mm-hmm. You know, then you're going to be looking at the leadership. And when you're looking at the leadership, not only what they tell you on their brand page, but then you're going to go to LinkedIn and you're going to learn a little bit more. Do they have a LinkedIn profile? What does their LinkedIn profile look like? How long have they been there at the at the brand? You know, what other um, franchises or positions have they held? And, and that's not, you know, that's anyone you can find in the leadership team. And then you're going to dig a little bit deeper and try to find the local franchisees, you know, maybe not in your local community, but further learn more about them. Um, So, you know, learning as much as you can about the brand and everybody that's connected to the brand gives you as a franchise prospect a comfort level that I can be part of this organization. You're not going to like everybody. That's obvious, you know, you're, but you, you want to have that comfort level that I know this brand. I know exactly what they're selling or what products they're providing or services they have. And that that's the comfort level I have. And I want to buy into this, but I also want to know as a franchisee, can I work with Aaron? Can I work with Lisa? Can I work with Joe? You know, am I comfortable in that? Because franchise prospects today are doing all of that long before that discovery day. And it used to be back when I purchased my franchise in 1996, all that was not available to me. I had to wait until I drove from New Jersey to the Washington, D.C. area to sit down at discovery day to meet everybody. Today, you find videos. You, you feel like you know them before you, and I always say, before we meet in IRL in real life, it's like, I know who they are. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I can I communicate and get along with them.
0: Well, Deb, I've listened to your podcast and I feel like I know you and yeah. we've never met face to face. No, nope. We've had phone
1: conversations, but. Yeah. So we haven't met in person, but because of video today, we get to meet face to face, so I know, you know, when when we do meet, and I do this a lot, then I'll meet somebody for the first time and shake their hands, and I'll think, I think we've met before. Right. It's like, no, right. we've met online.
0: Yeah, yeah. So take advantage of this this opportunity when you do when you are looking for a brand and doing your, home, you know, we just I, I just recorded an episode with Dan Durney and some of the advice he, and that show's not out yet, but. By the time your show is out, it will be. So uh, he talked a lot about doing your homework, which is, there's a lot to be said about that. And even a learning curve as a French prospective franchisee about doing your homework. This is one area that covers that. Do your homework in terms of social media, scan it, um, maybe interact, engage with these people so that you can get to know them.
1: Cause they have a, they have a culture that's their own and, and you can read it in black and white and understand, you know, this is what this brand does and here are the services it provides. And you know, it's really sterile like, this is what they do. But then when, let's say if you're looking at someone like the Dwyer group, if you Google Dwyer group, you are going to find so much information about their culture. You know, their it's just, that's what you want as a prospect to really get that comfort level, to know that it, you can align with that. And it may not be something that you're aligned with. There are several franchise brands that are very, um, I, I want to say religious affiliated. You know, they have a strong faith in their brand, which really works for them. But not everybody is set to be a franchisee under that brand. So that's okay. There's something out there for them. Right. Right.
0: And if I see a brand especially maybe an emerging brand, that's just getting started, that's and And not, I mean, many emerging brands are active, but if I see a brand that's particularly inactive on social media, should that be a red, is that a red flag?
1: Well, it depends on where they are in their stage of, of brand development. I, an emerging brand, you know, 20 units or more, they absolutely should have a presence, even a, a franchise brand with one franchisee. Um, I would say it's a red flag because you, if you cannot research and get enough information about that brand, then you're reliant on what you learn at discovery day on that face-to-face meeting. Um, The more information that's out there, whether the reviews or, um, you know, uh, franchisee information, the better off you are, but you know, don't, Discount a, a new brand that's looking to franchise. And, and honestly, I, you know, I just did my own research on a, a brand new brand um, that's looking to franchise. And I could have been, you know, one of the first franchisees. There wasn't a lot of information out there, but I went to discovery day. It wasn't the brand for me, mm. um, but I had to do a lot more legwork on my own to find out what this brand was all about. I, you know, which once they grow, There might be more information out there yeah okay
0: that's and and that's that's good to know um okay so i'm coming in as a franchisee what should i be expected to do on my own to know uh with regards to social media
1: so you're going to build your own I, i call it the brand of you you know who is deb evans behind i got really lucky with you know my my logo is my name. It's like, I tried to come up with something very clever for my business. And it's like, it was too challenging. So I'll just use Deb Evans. But you know, a lot of times your brand is a name. So you want to make sure that anybody that sees that logo, they know who's behind that logo, who, you know, who is Deb, who's the, does she have a team? You know, building that brand and, and then putting out there on the, all the social channels. So the major social channels, of course, there to be Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. But if you're a visual type, um, service provider or product, then you're going to be looking at Instagram. So looking at the social channels and the audience to make sure, you know, which audience relates to what you are providing and not all social channels are going to be applicable. Um, sometimes we get sucked up into that. It's like, I got to try this one. I got to try that one. Certainly look at them, but then just adopt, I say your top three that work best for you and what you're providing. And if you can't do the social, then you're going to find somebody that understands uh, your brand, your product, your service, and handle it for you. But always be aware of what's being said and shared on your behalf, have take ownership in that. Yeah.
0: So, and and it sounds like, so Deborah, you're speaking about franchisors as they're, okay. So, and as they get started, um, and if, if I'm a franchisor and I realize I do need someone to take it over on my behalf, I still would feel like I need some sort of translator, so to speak, someone like yourself to say, hey, help me build some sort of strategy and process because I mean, I, I know better because I've seen this happen with companies. They hire someone out of high school and they think, oh, well, they're tech savvy. I, you know, and I'm sure so many are, are wonderful right. and they are tech savvy, please. Um, you know, I, I don't want that to, I don't mean any disrespect with that. I just mean someone who, who may not have the, the, the understanding from a strategic perspective that aligns with your business and may not know enough to tie social media with that. Right.
1: Right. So, you know, there's one franchisor that I work with and what they have, um, what they've implemented is they have a social media, a policy guide, as you know, it's part of their operations manuals. Okay. So when the franchisee comes on board, we do, and and they're obviously, they're my client. So we'll do um, a video training on social media. They have to understand their policy guide, you know, colors of the logo, all anything that you, you publish um, on the internet has to you know fall within the lines of the um the operational manual. And then we do the social media training, you know, how to assess the they've already picked the top social channels for their franchisees to use. When they go through the training, they have a social media manager in place because these are operators, these franchisees are working, you know, in their businesses. It's a, it's a food industry. So they're really busy with the really technical stuff within the, um, the restaurants. Mm -hmm. So they bring on their social media manager to be part of that training. Now you mentioned the high schooler actually sometimes these, um, social media managers are early college age. Okay. They under social, but they make them go through the social media training of the brand. So they understand all the do's and the don'ts and how to handle the social. The franchisee is required to be on that training as well. Mm -hmm. Whether they're ever going to touch their social media or not, the franchisor believes the franchisee needs to be trained and the manager needs to be trained. And then they're, you know, checked off. Okay. They can handle social. If they bring on somebody new, they go through the training again. That. So that way, the franchisor has a handle on it, and then you know, the franchisor has access to all of those social channels. You know, they're they're admins, and where this the sort of franchisees are editors of all their pages, so that it is um, it's handled by high level the franchisor, mm-hmm. but the local level has. Freedom to post what's really happening in their Waco area or Houston or San Diego. So they've got um, That local flair to that social posting Okay
0: Now that's helpful There, is, so there are a couple elements that I that I take away from that that I just want to touch on and the first is uh, Just understanding that if you're coming in as a franchise franchisee that, that would give me some comfort to know that there's some sort of process built in that helps me bring someone else to do it, but someone who's going to do it right. And I don't have to know everything, but I do need to be aware. And then the next piece is really the idea that, um, you know, the, the expectations and the branding that's expected as a franchisee and that's in place. Yeah, so the, so,
1: I will, yeah go ahead. I was going to say, I would tell you this franchisor, the way they used to do their social media was they did it for all their local franchisees and they got pushed back in the last year mm. where a local franchisee said you're not in Waco you are not in Stagecoach Texas you don't know what we're doing here and they're sharing content the franchisor is doing a fabulous job of putting content but what was missing was that local voice about what's happening in their community so then they decided to release it and you know this first year it was like it was going to be a pilot and it's really worked out well. So they've been yeah. excited that the local franchisees are, you know, taking some ownership and sharing. Not every local franchisee wants to do it. That's mm. fine. They the franchisor is still sharing and pushing out content for them. But those local franchisees, and this is where I see the difference, the ones that are working it locally are getting more traffic into their business. Yeah. Because. They can use Snapchat because this is very visual. So they'll add Snapchat filters and, you know, they'll have it for specials. And then Instagram, you know, look at the food that we're serving today. Those franchisees are seeing more hits on their website and more traffic in their location.
0: I believe it because it's more authentic and it's relevant. Yep. You know, and it's, it's way too easy for companies, whether they're franchises or not, to, uh, you know, spray out canned social, canned social posts that are not specific to that local area right right yeah
1: it's still they still have a presence mm-hmm. um, so you know, say okay something's better than nothing but when you add to it it's a lot better
0: would you be able to share any of those case studies or examples just so that we could put in the show notes or is that
1: uh if yeah, not, that's if fine not. Yeah, I'll double check with the franchise brand. I don't think they'll they'll uh, object to it, but I will double check. And then when you have the show notes ready, I'll uh, we'll share the brand.
0: Okay, and it yeah. you know it doesn't even have to be that specific, but maybe there are some examples of companies that are doing it really well on a local example uh, on a local level. Excuse me, mm-hmm. I think that'd be really helpful for our audience to see, so that right. they can get a get a taste.
1: So there's a new brand I will share with you. Um, and it is emerging franchise brand. It is a French macaroon brand called whoops. W O O P S sign me up. Oh, you will. You would love them. They are their brand themselves. uh, The corporate is out of New York city. Um, and I want to say the Rocks is where they actually make the macaroons and they ship them to the franchisees frozen. So they're, they're kiosks in in very, um, higher end malls and so not, not every shopping mall is doing well these days, but you've got some that are doing really, really well. And you'll find this French macaroon kiosk and all they sell is really macaroons. They have a couple other um, pastries that they have, but it's the macaroons. They do social really well. And then the local franchisees are taking it to that next level and showing us. So let's say Opry mills mall. I'm dying to go to that mall. I've never mm-hmm. been before, but they have been sh- posting the events that they're doing. Um, have you ever heard this a thing called the fake wedding? No. I don't know. I, I think this is a thing. No it's like, it, it's a pretend wedding. I, I don't, I don't get it. But anyway, they go to all these events. It's not a real wedding, but it's a pretend wedding. But you see exactly their macaroons, their pyramids, you know, how beautifully displayed they are. Yeah. So that brand itself, um, it's not one that you're, you, you haven't heard of it, but it's building traction in franchise development and getting new franchisees that it's growing very rapidly. And it's because of their Instagram and their Facebook and their, their, you know, um, Their face, you know, all their pages and all the events that they're doing and things that they're sharing. So, you know, that's a brand to watch and watch what they're doing with the social so Mm -hmm. that you can see how the lead generation is flowing.
0: Oh, I need to check out their Instagram account. I bet it's amazing. I mean,
1: (laughs) and they have a couple bake shops. There's going to be a a new bake shop, I think, in the Austin area. So it's not that far from me. I've been to the the actual bake shops in New York City, they have several in New York. And I spent a couple of hours there just (laughs) devouring pastries and macaroons and it was so cool. But what was really fun was to sit in that bake shop and watch an Instagram user, a customer take her coffee cup and position it every, I mean, I could tell someone I was with saying, what is she doing? It's like, Oh, she's, she's doing Instagram. Yeah. So it's not just the brand that what they're doing, it's what their customers are doing yeah. and sharing I mean, she was positioning the macaroons just right in the coffee. And then I, I just introduced myself to this customer and now I'm connected to her on Instagram and I'm watching where she's going and how she, she uses Instagram. So she's, I would say she is that brand influencer Mm -hmm. that, and, and she actually met the corporate that day when she was at whoops. But those are the people that the franchisees need to meet. Who are your brand ambassadors? Who is your brand influencer? And what what can you do for them? Sometimes you don't have to give them a special or a coupon. They do it because they love it. Yeah. And she, that Instagram user has got thousands of you uh, followers and she's just sharing like, because she had a great experience. So she shared it on social. Yeah, you,
0: you can't buy that kind of engagement. I mean, I, a lot of brands are starting to buy that. I mean, there are individuals and influencers who are getting paid to post things on social media. At the same time, this is this is truly authentic. She's doing it because she wants to.
1: She wants to. She loves it. Yeah, yeah. And and you're right. You really can't buy, you know, uh, that type of endorsement. Right. Um, and and we all know that you get brands are going to get bad reviews. It happens, especially if you're in the food or restaurant industry. You can't please everybody. You right. know, for whatever reason. But what happens is that when you're very, very social and you've got a lot of great content out there, those reviews get pushed down, because and they're not as noticeable. It's like one bad review, and you know I'm a Yelp user and I use um, Advisor, TripAdvisor, and I'll look at the reviews before I go rent a place. And but if there's one bad one in there and there's 15 great, it's like, eh, it's okay. Right.
0: So I almost. It almost makes it more authentic because I know a lot of people who are skeptical of those reviews and they, they think that the brand is actually paying people to leave reviews. Right. Especially if they're all, you know, five star.
1: Yeah. Well, and Yelp, Yelp is the hardest. I mean, they, they I think go overboard trying to weed out what they think is um, a, a paid review. So, right. um, my husband has his own business, he has the home inspection business, and somebody will leave a review, but then it's not published. Well, it's because that customer only has one review. So Yelp's decided, oh, you don't have enough reviews here, and so I'm not gonna show that. I don't agree with it, but that's how they, you know, run their filters. Uh, But, you know, Facebook, Yelp, everybody is very, very cautious today about fake news, (laughs) fake reviews. So, you know, uh, but you're right. You know, if, if it is it is very authentic if you not everything's perfect. It's not always five stars. Right, right. And and just be okay with that and and know that you,
0: when someone does leave a bad review, you can respond. you can right. acknowledge them, always that you're respond. A, you're a human you're a human brand. So yeah. don't worry
1: too much. Respond, take the conversation offline, but at least acknowledge that hey, I'm, you know, really you don't have to always apologize and it's really hard. I always have the tendency to say, I'm really sorry you had a bad, experience. you know, acknowledge that there was a bad experience and that, you know, what can you do to make it better? So, um, but always respond.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's, no, this is really helpful. So Deb, do you, do you also work with franchisees in addition to the
1: franchisors? So I do. I mean, a lot basis. of times it's training. So my yeah. philosophy is um, I want to teach them the fish. And I want them to do this on their own. Yeah. Am I putting myself out of position by saying, "Hey, you know, hey, Aaron, I'm going to teach you everything you need to know, and then you handle it," or that's okay, Aaron? Let me do it for you. I'm an educator at heart, so I love, absolutely love, teaching a franchisee how to be self sufficient and to do the social on their own or hire somebody, you know, within their own um, office to be able to handle it. So the educating part is the fun piece Mm -hmm. that i do Mm -hmm. i'm always doing video tutorials like i said i just mentioned that um, you know i found out that linkedin has a new feature on you can up you you've been able to upload video or record video on your linkedin status update for a while now now they have a couple filters that you can do uh add a filter to it so when i test something i test it live i record it i let everybody say oh i'm testing it here the look like what I just did. And then I upload it. If it works, great. If it doesn't work, we'll figure out why it didn't work. Um, but yeah, so that, uh, that's a lot of what I like to do. I like to do video tutorials or training so that, uh, franchisees or business owners can be very self-sufficient and do it themselves.
0: And then they can go back to it. Yeah. yeah. And that's is, nice. yeah. So since so much of our audience, you know, right now include, uh, women who are looking to buy or invest in a franchise, what kind of questions can they ask during this? So after they've done their homework and and done a lot of research of what social media is going on, what kind of questions can they or should they ask during the sales process if they get a little further?
1: Yeah, so they've obviously checked out the brand and they've seen if they're social or not social. Um, If they find that there are social media presence, then ask the brand who's handling that for them. Mm. Some franchisors do all the social media and you know, if you're that franchisee that says I'm buying a franchise and stagecoach sexless and I want to handle it. And the brand would tell me, sorry, we're going to do that for you. You're going to have a social presence, but we're going to do that for you. Right. Me, I'd say, no, thanks. I, I just couldn't do that. Someone else might say, Oh, great. I don't have to worry about that. Um, so it's, you know, as a prospect, which do you want? Do you want the brand to do it for you or do you want to handle it yourself? So be clear, even though you see that presence out there, be clear to understand who's doing that for, is it an outside agency? Mm -hmm. Is it done in house? Um, nothing wrong with the franchise brand going out outside and outsourcing it. As long as that agency understands that brand inside and out, if they've got somebody in house, that's even better. Um, but, you know, just understand who's doing the posting.
0: And again, you can do your homework and, and check out what they're doing. And you'll you'll get a feel for whether that agency or someone in-house really understands the brand and, and is producing right. authentic content that gets engagement. Okay, Absolutely. that's, no, that's really yeah. helpful.
1: And that's that's the thing with social today. It's not just having the content out there. And you know, I I go back to Facebook a lot because we haven't all deleted Facebook yet. It's still a relevant um, platform to have for business. Um, the thing that we need to be thinking today as users is not just liking and you know putting that heart or that emoji out there, but comments. You know, franchise brands now need us to comment. Whether it's like great post, thank you for sharing because that's what's gonna get noticed um, in the the feed and be recognized by that social is that you know people are sharing and commenting and it's not just you know liking something. Right. So that's, yeah, that's... something for us as users to be thinking about. Absolutely. No, it's a good point.
0: Well this is, you know, all of this is really, really valuable. Even even I feel more comfortable if I were to buy a franchise, knowing that I could walk in with a brand having some sort of process in place, potentially. Especially if I I didn't think I'd have the time, in addition to running the whole business, to do it all myself. So, right. yeah. And 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 hey, that's that's one of the benefits of buying into a franchise, right? They that's figured right. they figured out a lot of this for you, and then it sounds like some brands will give you some liberty to do. Do things on your own as well.
1: Yeah, a lot. A lot of the brands today are are providing that that liberty, as you say, you know, to allow the franchisee to have some ownership of it and 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 push it forward. So it's good. Social media is not going away.
0: It's not going away. It's just evolving, and uh, that's what keeps it exciting.
1: It is. It is. And there's always something new, as you said. I mean, I think the greatest joy I have is to wake up and turn on my social. And go, okay, what what new, what what can I test today? Do I throw it out? Do I give it a try? Who knows? I'm going
0: to check out that LinkedIn, uh, the LinkedIn filters right after our call.
1: Yeah. 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 You can add a filter. So you'll see on mine that I on, so it looks just like I am here, but I added the filter that says on the air, which for podcasters, pretty cool. Um, or there's a filter that you can add text, so you could be adding, you know, you know on the air, and then maybe put a text saying live on Tuesday. But um, yeah, so you're going to notice in your LinkedIn feed too. You're going to see more video. So I, and I've, I've
0: seen a lot more, but you so you can actually video live now. You on, can video or you,
1: live. So yes. and from your smartphone. So I think it's still limited to your smartphone, or you can record your video on your smartphone and upload it either or you still get the option of doing the filters they're going to appear at the top right hand side of um, that post that you can add the filters before you actually um, make it go live okay good to know
0: I yeah I'll check it out I I I do wish that they enabled us to to do it from the computer the video
1: yeah I'm sure it's Um, coming or maybe there's, a but, you know, think I- about, of course, I always devil's advocate. Think about this. You and I have, um, the technology yeah. that allows our video to come across a little bit clearer and the mm-hmm. audio to where most, you know, desktops or iPads, whatever they are, laptops don't have the higher end. Our, our smartphones are great. I mean, they really, so point. if the, if the average user can use their smartphone and take a great video or awesome picture, a lot better than what they can do on their desktop.
0: Speaking of which, I'm going to take a picture of us right now. <laughs> take a picture of your computer.
1: <laughs> I do it all the time. <laughs>
0: uh, okay. That's fantastic. Well, Deb, I like to end with a few questions. Uh-oh. So, um, so just, just three and pretty straightforward. Just, I like to ask okay. my guests. All right. So the first one is regarding business advice. What's some of the best business advice you've ever received?
1: Ooh, best business advice I've ever received. Um, I will always go back to when I first went into the franchise, when I moved as a franchisee as the and became the franchise brand president, believe it or not public speaking, and video, I scared to death of it. And the best advice was just do it, do it, do it, and you will get more comfortable with it. And that came from Art Coley, who is the president of CGI, Um, but he was my boss at the time. And if he didn't shove a microphone in my face once, he shoved it in over and over and over again. So that comfort level got to where I am today. It's like, I don't hesitate at all to do video or public speaking. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I, I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more and I have a long way to go.
1: <laughs> yeah. Shyness is not going to get you anywhere.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just, just taking actions, yep. taking action and, and shipping it as Seth Godin says. Yep.
1: Face that biggest fear that you have. And that was my biggest fear as a, as a brand leader. And, you know, I had to work through it. it took a long time, but I worked through it.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. I like it. Very good. Number two. Oh, another one.
1: Number two, and number
0: three. What would you recommend another woman considering buy a franchise do?
1: What would I recommend another woman?
0: Buying who's considering the purchase of a franchise. What would you Mm -hmm. recommend that she do?
1: Uh, Well, certainly, you know, due diligence is, is, you know, everything about the brand. Um, one of the things, and I have to always go back to how, to, how we're related to me. So in my due diligence of buying the franchise, but then moving into the franchise corporate world, I moved from New Jersey to Texas. That was, that was a tough one. New Jersey girl coming into Texas. And first thing I had to, you know, ask was would I be accepted as with my, my Jersey attitude. So no, know, know your own personality. Um, you know, whether, you, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, and then address it head on and ask, you know, you just have to say, this is who I am. Will I fit in and just be, you know, upfront about it. And you should get brutal honesty, you know, no, this isn't going to be a good fit or absolutely, you know, this will work for you. So you have to understand who you are first. Don't, don't try to hide, um, your personality at all. And, and, and fit in, be who you are, and then, you know, see if, if that works, if you're aligned. Hopefully sounds, that makes sense.
0: Sounds like good life lessons overall.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I have a hard time hiding the real me, so <laughs> might as well just address it right up front. It's,
0: it's the way to go. I hope my uh, my daughter appreciates that advice as she
1: gets a little bit older. Yeah, good luck. I, I raised a teenage <laughs> girl. <laughs>
0: Right. Okay. So last
1: question. other podcast, you know, being a mom.
0: (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. That's uh, i I'm sure there are some wonderful shows on that. I'll have to take a look and see what I can find. All right. So last one, what other female franchisees do you know who are rocking it or crushing it?
1: Franchisees or franchisors? Franchisees. Franchisees. Um, I probably have to go with the brands because I, I don't know the franchisees' names.
0: Okay, brands are fine.
1: Okay, so franchisees under Nothing Bunt Cakes mm. are rocking it. Franchisees under the Dwyer Group. So the Dwyer Group is a service brand. You probably are familiar with them, but you've got, you know, um, the Mr. Everything, Mr. Rooter, Mr. Air, mm. Mr. All of the, Ms. Glass Doctor, all of those they have a lot of female franchisees that are really knocking it out of the park. And again, it goes because the brand is very accepting of female franchisees. Um, I'd say any lab test now is another big franchise brand. The CEO is Clarissa Bradstock based out of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. She's got a lot of female franchisees doing great. And one more is chicken salad chick which is Chicken Salad Chick is in Atlanta. I absolutely love that brand. I have yet to taste their chicken salad. (laughs) I'm dying to get to Atlanta or to where they're selling it, but watching what they do on their social side and their franchisees, and I've talked to Allie that's um, with Chicken Salad Chick on their their social media. They really are doing a great job. So I love the brand, but Mm. I've never even tasted their product. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just I'm I'm dying to have some.
0: No, this is this is great. It's really helpful. I mean, eventually with Franchise Rising, we hope to partner with more brands. And we want to be really specific about the ones that we feature. And those are some of the criteria we're looking for. The brands that are inclusive from a gender and cultural perspective, the ones that have stuff that people love. They go on social media and they say, Wow, I want I want to connect with this brand. They must have yep. a great product. Um so
1: Absolutely. Thank, thank you for sharing those. Lots more that I could share. They're just not coming to mind. But yeah, check those, those okay. out are the, are the top ones. All right, we'll do that. Good. Last
0: but not least, Deb, where can they find you? Or where can our listeners find you? Online, offline? <laughs> well, you choose.
1: Uh, so on Twitter, I'm at Deb So a lot of questions are saying, you know, why CE? Honestly, when I first did my Twitter account, I was a Computer Explorers franchisee. Did not want to change my um, handle. So now it's Deb Consulting Executive. So Deb CE on Twitter. Perfect. It it works. (laughs) I've got a Facebook page, Deb Evans Consulting. You can certainly find me on LinkedIn. Now there's another Deb Evans on LinkedIn that got the LinkedIn handle Deb Evans before me. So I'm Deb Evans 01. Um, But yeah, just search Deb Evans, Deb Evans Consulting, and you can find me out there. Instagram, Snapchat. Pinterest. (laughs) Fantastic.
0: All right, ladies, for those of you who are looking for, you know, expert knowledge of what to do, check out Deb and all of her resources. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And and for all of your fabulous advice.
1: Thanks for having me. I'll see you soon.
0: Sounds great. I'd like to thank Deb Evans for giving us such practical insight today into social media practices in the world of franchising. You can access the episode at FranchiseRising.com slash 11. If you loved what Deb shared, let's go ahead and give her a shout out on Twitter. At debce with the hashtag FranchiseRising just so she knows that you listened and loved it. Next week we'll be joined by Jane Stein of Your Franchise is Waiting. If you've ever considered buying a franchise, I definitely recommend checking this one out because Jane outlines the multiple avenues that you can take as a buyer or investor in a franchise. If you haven't already done so, go ahead and subscribe and stay tuned. I know that time is one of the precious things you don't get back. And I really appreciate you taking your time to listen to the Franchise Rising podcast. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you're listening to the show. If you'd like to hear more, hit subscribe. Or if you don't know how to subscribe, just go to franchiserising.com slash subscribe, and we'll guide you to the right place there. Until next time, have a great week.